0: Uh, Leah Valley
1: with Love Music. Bill, you're so excited to talk to your favorite band. I might have a jazz album. I might have
2: a folk album. I might put out a dance album. I don't, okay. don't know.
1: I remember
3: this one time. I have been writing some songs. And I, and I went out, this, I'm just going right in on this, sorry. I went out and so... Uh.
4: And listen, it's gonna be everybody's favorite band. This is Weird Music, um, a lot of opportunities sprung up pretty fast. The
5: affirmation just kept happening, like you're doing the right thing.
4: Welcome to Lehigh Valley with Love Music. I am your co-host, Philip Reese, and along with Mr. Lehigh Valley with Love, George Wacker, we seek to bring you the very best in music happening in the area and the stories behind them. Hopefully bringing you something you hadn't heard or didn't know, all in an effort to enhance your enjoyment of live music. Each month we connect with artists, musicians, bands, and the like, who are either from the area or have played here at a festival like Music Fest, or one of the main venues that consistently bring exciting live music to the Lehigh Valley year-round. This episode, we are honored to have two internationally renowned genre-defiant artists, both of whom have recently released new music and are about to embark on tours. The exquisite songwriting and musicianship of The Accidentals, and the mind-blowing bluegrass beat and lyrics of Gangsta Grass. I just want to take a quick moment to remind you that we do these interviews live on the first Tuesday of every month, and the full interviews are then available on the Flea High Valley with Love YouTube channel. Please subscribe and join us each month as we have a lot of exciting artists lined up for the coming months and then some great plans for the summer leading up to Music Fest. For this episode, be sure to check out the middle where we have both artists on at the same time and they reminisce about one of the gigs they did together. Uh, That would be Gangsta Grass, who joins us from Philly, New Jersey, and Brooklyn as they prepare for their national tour. We will be actually checking out their show at Brooklyn Bowl Philly on Thursday, February 17th, so please come out and join us for that. But up first, originally from Traverse City, Michigan, who are now based in Nashville, The Accidentals.
1: Welcome, uh, I'm George Wacker, your co-host of the Lehi Valley Would Love podcast, music edition. I am here with music aficionado, Phil Reese. Come we on. have two uh, different musical artists guests tonight, but multiple people, uh, The Accidentals and Gangsta Grass. First, some it's going to be a great night. Housekeeping, housekeeping quickly. I want to make sure that we thank, you can see them in the bottom, our partners, ArtsQuest, Quest, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub, and Michael Bernadine with Remax, Realty, uh, They help us by supporting us, and we would like you to help support us if you want to get involved. I wanted to uh, begin by introducing The Accidentals long before the glowing acclaim from NPR and Billboard, PAC shows, unforgettable festival appearances, millions of streams, and collaborations with everyone from BTS to Kaboom Collective. The journey of The Accidentals commenced in a public high school classroom in Traverse City, Michigan which is always fun. I like where it begins because we're going to yep. find out where it goes. All right. All right. Enough talk. Let's bring in the accidental. <laughs>
6: Hi. Hey, welcome. welcome. Correct?
4: Sav and Katie.
6: How's it going? Thanks for having me. How advice. are you guys doing? We're great. We're actually in our home studio in Nashville, Tennessee right now, Crooked Moon Studios. Mm-hmm. And actually last night we finished recording our Timeout 2 EP, which. Yeah. Oh, it
4: finished last night.
6: Finish the recording final. It last
2: night. Yeah, the final vocal tracks were all <laughs> bounced and everything was mixed in. The fifty-eighth take incredible. of that vocal was finally compressed into one file, <laughs> and we sent
6: it to our mixing engineer. So. You
1: seem like Cheers. you feel good about it.
6: Oh, real good. We're feeling real good about it. Um. <laughs> and you guys
4: have been—I've been, uh, been noticing—taking advantage of the pandemic to really focus on songwriting, kicking out lots of you know product, if you will, and. Uh, um i think it's the you know you're making you know lemonade out of the lemons that uh you know that are there if we can't tour and you can't gig then you might as well produce more music and and have that be something that gets out there
6: yeah well i think it was almost therapeutic for us we reached out to a lot of friends who um conveniently because of the pandemic they also were not doing anything (laughs) i mean a lot of people lost their income especially you know musicians lost their touring and so when we reached out to some of these people some of our heroes um they all said yes to co-writes so that's kind of how we kept our ourselves going creatively during this time, and we're we're lucky enough to say that we have uh, have written a bunch of songs with people we really admire. So that's yeah. so
4: cool. That is so cool. And I think we'll we'll get more into the kind of chronology of this. But mm-hmm. if I remember right, Vessel was ready to come out. You kind of shelved it. Put Timeout One out now, and then now Timeout Two is coming out here. Um, so Vessel is almost like the kind of sandwich in between the two. Um, that's really cool that you're kind of adapting to what you feel is like the the right thing because Vessel was about to be finished right when pandemic hit, correct?
2: Vessel was postponed so many times, <laughs> which, uh, you know, it was such a relief to get it out because a lot of those songs we'd had ready, you know, in our back pockets, and we would started producing it um, with two of our bucket list producers, John Congleton in LA and Tucker Martin in Portland, who were mm-hmm. with collectively, like the Decemberists and St. Vincent. Sure. And so mm-hmm. we were like, all ready to go out to portland and finish the record and then bam like lockdown hit
4: It it really sings it really plays very well
6: thank you yeah we're, we're really happy with it it's uh it's kind of a culmination of 10 years of us being you know being in the same space as each other and picking up a yeah. lot of
2: inspiration from the road and you know um there's That's a long like time a, a radically different project than uh this sort of timeout project that we're working on now you know yeah, Vessel, sure. that tour was so you know, we had a lighting engineer for half of it. Um, and We had, <laughs> you know, Patty Prashala. Yeah, um, I was going to mention that. Yeah. as a as a part time member filling out these great bass lines and oh, yeah. guitar lines. Totally. Um, and now what we're doing is like so stripped down. We're gonna embark on this Songwriters in the Round tour, which will be like just us and an acoustic guitar. Yeah, it's sure. Very bluebird Cafe style. That's the, and- yeah. I was just
4: gonna say like that bluebird kind of thing right where you're at in Nashville do you, do right
6: like, now. Yeah, the universal connection. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Let's-
1: I, I just want to go to the beginning, and then Phil, like you can take it, because I've been waiting to do this. Um, <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, oh. This is
1: Traverse, right? This is Traverse. Travers.
6: It's It's actually or weird. Travers. The emphasis on the syllable is different. Yeah, um, traverse, traverse City um, is where You're we come from. A part
1: of actually, did, I'm, if we can... Tell us about growing up there and how that maybe shaped you musically. That That's why I brought it up, because I think it's interesting. It is a smaller town, yeah. and you guys are doing really well. So how did growing up in that area maybe shape you?
2: Yeah, well, we... Um... Well, like you mentioned, we actually met in our public school, so we're really lucky. Traverse City is a small town with a really tight community, lots of local music, lots of local um, places to play music, like strong breweries and um, independent bookstores and coffee stores and Mm. farmer's markets and festivals. Um, So, you know, we were lucky that our school had this really great orchestra program, which a lot of schools don't have or even have music programs in general. So, um, Saav and I were both um, playing violin and cello and our our teacher really encouraged us to like pick up alternative styles so we started getting into um folk music from you know sav's family uh who her parents met in nashville she brought a lot of that we bought uh
6: led zeppelin arrangements online and used to play them in a quartet after school uh yeah that's one one quick
4: thing on this (laughs) um sav i read that your birth was announced on the stage of the grand old opry
6: yeah, so my my dad, I was actually born two days earlier, supposed to be born on the 4th of July, so my dad was on his way to a gig with Whispering Bill Anderson, and then I was like, nah, th- you're not doing that, and I, I decided to uh, arrive early, it. and so my dad borrowed a truck, <laughs> one of the band members' trucks to drive back, uh, but I guess Whispering Bill Anderson was like, well, my keyboard player's gone, but uh, <laughs> he's currently having a kid right now, so her name's Savannah Cheyenne Bice, and it, there you have it. So I wasn't there, obviously. So I don't. I'm yeah. freezing, I Don't
0: remember that. <laughs> okay. I mean, how great
4: is that? Like, you know, my birth was announced on the grand old Opry. Like, that's you that's know, a great way to start. Um, so back to now, you guys meet in high school, and I'm sure it's this thing where it's like, okay, um, we're, we're you know, we clearly show talent. You know, we want to do this more often, but ha- you know, I don't see this in. You know, the, the music industry, but you get a visit from the Moxie Strings. Yes. And that seems to be something that establishes your belief that this could happen. So, could you share some more about that?
2: Yeah, Moxie Strings are a duo, um, two women who play violin and cello, and they do lots of different uh, styles, but a lot of uh, fiddle tunes and Celtic, Celtic rock, music yeah. and Scottish music. And um, a lot of, like, you know, Ali plays an electric cello that um, I ended up. Buying, So I was really inspired by the way she plays electric cello. Sure. And, um, you know, they really taught us, uh, to be fearless and take on improvisation, which is something I was absolutely terrified of doing. Uh, watching them come into our school and do a workshop. Like Sav and I were just like, Hey, let's do that. Mm -hmm. And we started as a duo, you know, kind of following in their footsteps for a long time. And then we uh, added Michael in on drums a few years later. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's just gotta be so
4: empowering and powerful to be able to see, Hey, now that that's, you know, I can do this.
6: Yeah, no, it's definitely, I feel like it's important to have somebody who's like tangible and in front of you and showing you that it's possible. I think like representation is really important in that way. When you see somebody like you doing the thing you want to do, then Mm -hmm. you're more encouraged to try it.
1: Did you guys then, like, how did you start gigging? Was it something where, you know, small town, you kind of know everybody, you go to the coffee shop, they can get you, like, what was your Um, process
6: in getting No, we were introverts. Uh, We still are. (laughs) No, but um, there's a really strong community scene up in Traverse City and very artistically supportive and creatively supportive. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, our first gig was at this bookstore. Um, It's called Horizon Books, and and we played – uh we were supposed to play a set of only original music because they didn't have like they weren't able to support like cover songs essentially so, so funny uh that's how we wrote our first album we were like we got a week let's just write you know a bunch of new original tunes to play at this gig and <laughs>
1: we can't play smoke on <laughs> the water in there we- <laughs> no, <laughs> no.
6: No.
4: but then so uh you graduate high school 2014 i believe and um you kind of crowdfund the the bittersweet album correct
2: but we then, did put out we crowdfunded bittersweet for sure because a, we we were, a whole know. tour to um our first time at south by southwest yeah. as well in 2015 yeah it was yeah. all crowdfunded
4: um and so let's get to a live song but real quick we talked on michael joining the band there's an interesting story there too wasn't he just mm-hmm. like a fan of yours and showed up to a gig and was like you guys needed a drummer and it just kind of worked out
6: it's even funnier than that um i love it he was a fan and we met at bliss fest which is in harbor springs michigan um and i I think the first conversation we ever had was him going up to katie being like do you know doctor who and she's like no do you know Andrew bird and he's like no and so we thought this was like over you know we were like okay well that was awkward (laughs) okay bye
0: he just keeps um...
4: (laughs) asking for the next
6: (laughs) (laughs) but i i used to put sounds up like on soundcloud and and we became friends you know over the course of that and uh, I remember he hit me up one day, and he's like, hey, can I add drums to this song that you have up? And I was like, you play drums?
2: Have you not known we were looking for a drummer? And he's like, no! Yeah, so... first we, we tried to hire him to be our sound engineer, actually. Yeah, we did! Oh, <laughs> um, I think our first like real
6: show with him was on Mackinac Island, where you can't really bring a full drum kit, because there's no cars. There's only horses, horses and buggies. I'm not even kidding you. That's this incredible. is actually true. So <laughs> he had to this bring,
2: right like, a box. Here. This is, like, in between. This is, the... yeah,
6: like... right. <laughs> so so had to bring we're him back to the oven to mitt. And he played this box at this gig, and, and we you know we were like, this guy's amazing, because he knew all of our songs, and all the covers that we did, he knew those artists too. So yeah, it worked out.
1: Fantastic. Um,
6: right, so now we're <laughs> so in we this <laughs> uh,
4: this recording of the crowdfunded uh, Bittersweet, um, mm. and it has, it, again, I'm a huge fan of that whole album. If anybody who's not heard The Accidentals, you should go back and listen to that one like to me it's got such great spirit to it it's such a great foundation for what you guys are accomplishing today and it still has my favorite song and you've agreed to play it tonight so thank you for that yeah we Um, played it
6: like a whole two whole steps down today so (laughs) that's
4: like you said as seven years go by you got to change the song (laughs) but um but it it also has a cool story so we'll we'll take us off the screen you guys can talk about the song and then uh play it and then we'll come back out and and keep going
6: sure thing yeah sounds good So, um, Bulletproof Glass was a song written about a book that I read by Peter Bognani. He's a great author. Um, and basically, not to spoil the book or anything, I, I promise I won't, it's a short synopsis, it's about a boy who lives in a glass tourist attraction dome with his psychotic grandmother who just keeps him from having like a real social life, but he manages to break out and he makes friends with this punk rock kid with a heart defect, he tells him that Napoleon was like the first punk rocker. And I just thought that was the coolest thing, so I decided to write a song about it. And I remember, uh I, was, uh, I was playing it for my parents and they were like, you should send it to Peter Bognini, the author of the book that inspired you. And I was like, nah, man, this is basically plagiarism. I don't really know if he needs to know about this. Um, but, you know, they they were like, "No, I think, you know, all art is plagiarism. You should do it. And I was like, okay. So I sent this song to him, and uh, he sent me back an email like five hours later, and he was like, this is so great. I'm gonna play this on my book tour. Thank you so much for sharing your art. And um, I just thought that was the coolest. And it really showed me that we tend to put people on pedestals. And really, if we're all doing something artistic, we're all speaking the same language. Pedestals aren't necessary. So uh, uh, the story's longer than the song itself. We'll go ahead and play it. It's called Bulletproof Glass.
1: do this one (laughs) there we go boom
4: (laughs) awesome thank you so much i love that song so much
1: thank you yeah so in you know how do you decide on the cello like what is it i know that you said you saw them but is it more to that is there something that you really enjoy about the instrument i guess like what what did you go to love i guess
2: well, uh when I was in 5th grade I really wanted to play saxophone, but I tried it out and they told me I had bad lung capacity. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, was back when they were so really brutal, kind
0: of rude.
2: <laughs> yeah. We like naturally chose uh complementary instruments. And that's been mm-hmm. like For sure. sort of like accidental That was no accident. friendship, right? It's like sav- you know, cause the it. great thing about cello is um you can play you can have a high range, but really you can do a lot of bass work. Yeah, um, and a lot of chordal sure. work, which is sort of how we started as a duo. Was I would kind of hold down the bass lines, and then Sad would pl- turn her violin sideways and be like, "It mm-hmm. sounds like a mandolin." <laughs> <laughs> um then we learned, you know, over the years to like switch up roles and add like cool pedals and electric instruments. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that's sort of how we work as well. We kind of balance each other out, just like the instruments do. Yeah. So,
4: yeah. so continuing down the story. Um, A little bit after that you were able to um release uh, in 2016 parking lot Mm. and that gets a lot of uh, i don't know where the moment happens that george was kind of happening but there's definitely uh, a a a moment here where it does take a leap um i think it happens at south by southwest you end up getting signed by sony correct
6: yeah so i think it was our song michigan and again which is so funny because we we just kind of put it out and we weren't expecting really much you know we were just like here's a song and it blew up um pretty much overnight we put out a video with it of us just recording in the studio and kind of interlaced with a lot of the footage from the past years of touring and um Mm -hmm. something about it really hit home and i think it was um I think it's just this very nostalgic song. Like we get a lot of people who come up and say that, you know, they had to leave Michigan and go to another state and they think about Michigan a lot. Or some people like sure. this couple in California came up and they were like, You play Michigan and again. We don't we don't know anything <laughs> about Michigan but it makes us homesick and you know, so oh, that's that, cool. that really took off and I think that's um you know, that's what led yeah. to the Sony deal was just the you know, it, it just was in, in their radar, so and
4: off of that, the Huffington Post called it, uh, they listed it on the Sweet 16 of 2016 and Billboard called uh, you guys a band to watch. I mean, like, that's where you're starting to get some really good press. Um, and that's, that's, you know, I, I think that's really, really an amazing thing for you guys.
6: Thank you. Yeah, it was crazy. Life was a blur. And, you know, pretty soon <laughs> after that, we got picked up by Sony Masterworks. And that's when we really right. started focusing on like, okay, what's next? You know, so it definitely felt like a a move.
4: Yeah, I think with um, Sony Masterworks isn't typically going to sign a band, like a a radio band. Like that's Yo-Yo Ma was on Sony Masterworks. Like those are people who are like, back to the cello. Holy cow. Like, um, it's the kind of thing where it's like they must have known the quality of the songwriting and the maturity that you were bringing to the music industry to be Mm -hmm. able to sign you guys to that because... That's no joke. That's that's a big deal.
6: Man, we were We were really honored. I know that when we were looking at the roster of like Tall Heights, Gelgumah, Branford Marsalis, like so many legendary musicians who were musicians, musicians, um, which is always something we kind of strive to do in the background. You know, we do a lot of session work too at the studio and we all play. I mean, I think we play like 13 instruments between the two two of us, which are all strings. (laughs) We don't play anything that requires spit and breathing, but, but, you know, so it was really exciting to be, um, you know, listed alongside those names. And uh, we were just really honored. We flew out to New York and we met with them and did all kinds of uh talking about the next album, which I'm sure you'll get into next of Odyssey. But um, Yeah, so that's
4: Odyssey. That that's now like a big release a that album. that comes out. Yeah.
6: Yes. We worked on um so we on that. Yeah.
4: Go ahead and talk about that, yeah.
6: Yeah, we uh we worked on that in Nashville and in Asheville, the two uh two bills. So um that was <laughs> yeah. the process of that was really interesting. Uh I don't know if you want to talk about it, but Yeah,
2: yeah. we um the fall of 2016. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yes. we had we were like there's this beautiful studio. We did most of the tracking with uh, Jason Lenning producing. And we were pretty much holed up in this studio for like a few weeks in North Carolina. And we had like the basement room, you right. know, so we were in there for um, the course of like, first of all, it was like the Cubs game. Well, don't, like, don't forget in that we Chicago, had- Chicago, so like the world was going crazy. But so don't like, forget, we also had Jenny Conley from the Decemberists right. was with us at the time. Then, so all of us huddled really up We were in like, now? okay, this is crazy. Then the election, the 2016 election happened, what? Halloween right. happened. We were just like living what? in this basement and everything was going crazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: But Odyssey was really, yeah, it was a really important record because a lot of those songs- uh, we had written in high school and we were finally getting to record them in our sort of early 20s well and, pl- plus there season. was
6: like a lot of collaborations with artists that we really admired like we had keller williams play mm-hmm. on that record we had Kathy right. king play on that record jenny connie mm-hmm. the Decemberists flew out and played on a couple of songs so that was just like a really exciting time to work with people we really admired as well
4: that's incredible. And, and again, the praise continues. NPR says that you're some of the most compelling songwriters of our time. I mean, like, it's crazy what what is coming out. And it's just so, so cool for you guys. Um, Thanks, and yeah. so that continues. Um, unfortunately, and I love this story. I'm sure it's a terrible story in the moment. But in 2018, you're working on, I believe it's Vessel. Is that what you're working on at the time? And yeah. your van
6: 2019 gets stolen yeah in 2019 january of 2019 so almost exactly three years ago wow
2: yeah it was sort of ironic since we were on our way cross-country touring to get to california for this big um instrument and gear convention Mm -hmm. in anaheim called the nam show and Mm -hmm. meanwhile we have our trailer with you know we've we're lucky that we have a lot of um Sponsors, you know, it's kind of a general sure. theme, like Sony and the sponsors and our business team, p- people who have uh, invested in us from an early age, and so we had sure. this trailer full of gear and like wireless units and merch and pedal boards and uh, all of this custom-made stuff because our live show is just crazy complicated. And then overnight, uh, the trailer, well, the van broke down, so we parked, and the next morning, the trailer had been stolen from the parking lot, and we found out from the mechanic. Uh, shortly after that, the transmission was dead in the van. Yeah, so we replaced <laughs> the oh. That was the end of, uh, of Betty for our van. Yeah, yeah. Was,
6: well, not really, because we we replaced the engine, and then the end of actual Betty was six months later when we um, when somebody ran a red right. light and totaled the van. So oh, we lost, oh. and then 2020 happened. Oh. So, yeah, <laughs> crazy year.
4: <laughs> and like I said, but but the, the silver lining, I guess, might be the phrase is um, people heard about it. And in, like, a two-day span, there was, like, a giant sum of money raised to get you guys back on the road and running again. So, like, there's an element there of, like, I remember seeing it on social media or in emails or whatever, and it was, like, this this really cool moment of, like, you guys were in need and and
6: people rallied. Man, it was amazing because not only did people, like, contribute, like to help support us and get our gear back. But some people were on the lookout for the gear who lived in Arizona. There's, sure. you know, Tucson press came around it and helped us look. We found mm-hmm. some pieces of equipment that we really needed from that. Like Kate's flight cello case, we found at a pawn shop and we rebought bought it for $45. Uh, that's not what it cost <laughs> originally, but we were happy to get it
2: back. So, you know, <laughs> We had so many people, like everyone was like reaching out to us and they're like, can we give you a gas card? Can we give you like cookies? Can we do all this? And yeah. so we ended up just, the other thing that came out of that was our Patreon, which we've been using for like three years now. And yeah. We should definitely
4: like, talk about that. Yeah, you have the Patreon called the uh, the the Fam Grove.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, um, that's... <laughs> named
4: after the Mangrove, which is a song on that yeah. Bittersweet album. But people can go find that another time. Um, but so the Patreon is something I like to bring up because a lot of people we bring on for interviews do belong to it. And it's something that I think is a very cool, it's almost like you're buying a subscription in an artist. Like it's something like you're supporting them. It feels like uh, the, you know, the 1500s, like, you know, like I want to support this artist and I'm going to be like, almost like just supporting them on a regular basis. So I think it's something that more people should do. Uh, You know, I think more people should be looking to find an artist that means something to them and, and to do this. And so Um, I always want to make sure that we do spend a moment to talk about that because you even recently have been talking about without that, you may not have made it through this time.
6: For sure. Yeah, it's um, so it's basically like this club of people who are just really excited to support the music. But basically what you get out of it is depending on what tier you sign up for um what's financially comfortable uh you can get access to our weekly blogs in which we're writing about what we're up to we have a book club that we read a book every month and then we get together and we talk about it we have a throwback album review uh it's really similar our patrons pick out an album that we'd like to all listen to introduce each other to new music and we listen to it and talk about it um there's a bunch of really cool things that happen on our patreon that just kind of get us like um it's it kind of shows this connection between audience and and musician and we kind of are on this equal platform where we get to express creative ideas and hang out so it's really cool
4: absolutely yeah and there's trivia night i saw that oh, um, trivia
6: yes. night, we just did trivia night the other day it was yeah. so much fun <laughs> i got to dress up in a blazer and ask everybody questions and uh, you get prize you get actual prizes like i'm hand knitting a scarf right now for a second place winner so uh yeah gets that's fun. cool
4: that's <laughs> very cool so, yes, people, if you're interested in, in, in uh, that support of an artist, you know, um, I think the Patreon uh, kind of like connection to people is, is, a, is a very cool thing. So I always want to make sure we we take a moment to talk about that. Um, and in each one of these years you're playing Music Fest. I just wanted to spend this moment there. Like you've pretty much done it almost every year, um, even the virtual year. You had one of the coolest sets because you were set up in the woods um, right. and there was uh, right a, yeah. uh, a really, I mean, it was just very well done. The audio is great. Um, that's still out there, virtual music festival. So if anybody wants to check out that set, I think you guys played like six songs. Yeah. And yeah. in fact, I went back and listened to it. You played vessel yeah. and it didn't even strike me at the moment that we listened to it, that it was like an unreleased song. So like, um, very cool that, that, uh, that, that I went back there and it was like a little nugget that I didn't see. And, uh, again, mm-hmm. what I find fascinating about that is there's this one moment, um, where you finish a song, and this must be one of the hardest things as a performer during the pandemic, is you're playing these moments and there's no applause at the end and you're expecting it. <laughs> and Katie, there's this one moment where you're like, ah. <laughs> it's not there. It's, and uh, it's almost like an actor who delivered something and didn't get the applause. It was like this really amazing thing so where pretty. it's just like, gosh, I just wish you could hear what other people are doing. The wrap up here is, you know, Vessel is released. Yeah.
1: We're going to hear at least one more song and it's, we're not all set up. But I know Gangsta Grass, There's some of them are in the waiting room. We're definitely going to chat a little bit after the song. Yeah, we're going to bring you
4: all on at the same time because there's this awesome moment where you guys all played together a a couple of years back. But um, we wanted to definitely let you play one more song. This is the – it was released Friday. So this is like cutting-edge, brand-new music from The Accidentals released Friday, (laughs) a song called Eastern Standard Time, and it's off of the Time Out 2 ep yeah. that is <laughs> This is
2: the debut uh <laughs> performance of the acoustic performance right here right now
6: yeah <laughs> this is a song that uh we wrote with peter mulby he's a great songwriter um uh, works with anya franco and sister strings and just is an incredible prolific writer um so he's from wisconsin we're from michigan and naturally we decided to write about the strip of land that connects us when we talked about earlier the upper peninsula of michigan and so uh here's a little song about that it's called eastern standard time Thank you. Thank you. That Peter is such that a beautiful song. Three days ago. <laughs> <Right here. laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. So
4: Before um, we bring on Gangsta Grass for the for the overlap, um, a couple of things that we, I want to help you promote, and then let you guys promote whatever you'd like. Um, you guys have the Patreon. Um, you have a podcast called Bucket Seat Chronicles. <laughs>
6: on our Patreon, yeah. On the
4: Patreon, and then um, you did a, form a nonprofit called Play It Forward Again and Again, right? Yeah,
2: that's right. Um, yeah. Play so,
6: it forward.
4: go uh, ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, uh, it ties back in with um, kind of what we mentioned earlier with uh, how we got inspired by the boxy Strings and coming to do a workshop at our class right. when we were in students. So uh, we're we're developing it and doing some really cool stuff here in Nashville that we're excited to share so- shortly. But Yeah, it's, it's still a work really in progress, cool.
6: but we're, basically the goal is to get instruments into the hands of kids that might not be able to afford it otherwise and to follow up with lessons from local musicians. So that's Perfect. the idea.
4: So great. So great. So yeah, we'll include links to all of these things in the show notes and, and, uh, the people can learn more about it if they want. What else would you like to promote? Um, so that uh, we make sure we get that all out there, obviously timeout two EP the tour. What else?
6: Well, we're also going on tour with Kim Ritchie, uh, starting in two weeks from now. Almost, yeah, exactly two weeks from now, we'll be in the Pacific Northwest, uh, backing her up and as an opening act. So we're really excited about that. And then that's followed shortly by the Timeout Tour, which is a Songwriters in the Round with us, Kim Ritchie, Beth Nielsen Chapman, and Maya Sharp. And if you don't, it, it you gotta go. It's a super group. It's so good. It's, we should it's,
4: bring that to Godfrey Daniels. I don't know if you've heard please. about that, but it's Listening Room here in Bethlehem. That's just like. Um either Cafe Lena or Bluebird Cafe. Like it's a, just yeah, like that. Let's
1: do it. So yeah. we
4: definitely have to mention that to them because I think it would really fit well there.
1: Let's make it happen. It would be exquisite to have them there. I would
4: love. Yep. It. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, you can um, check
6: out um, those those dates are all on our website. It's under tour. Go to com and you, those buttons right there, RSVP your tickets they can get you where you need to go. It's it's going to be an amazing show. We've been working <laughs> we've been rehearsing with Kim this week and it's just, we're really excited. It's and awesome. Beth Nielsen Oson-
4: Chapman is awesome too. Oh, she's so great. We have a song with
6: her, her on this next record actually. So. So, Love
1: it. Are you guys ready to do something a little different? We have some members of Gang Grass. <laughs> you guys should know each other yeah, so here we go. Never done this before. Here we go. Yo, yeah, this yay. is awesome,
7: man. <laughs> we're Aw, <laughs> back happening. together yeah. again. This is great. Yeah, I think the last <laughs> time,
6: up? what year was it when we were all it had to be before the world exploded
2: like, yes. 2018
7: maybe, 2018? Delva, Illinois, yeah, Illinois. yeah, Galva, yeah it was right. Illinois at the yeah. level yeah. to it.
2: Lemon Pavilion, that's it. Yeah. That's totally it. Yeah.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: I was wearing a space hat uh, from the venue Space in Evanston. <laughs> yes. And
2: someone else yeah. in the group, yeah, I think, yeah, someone else in the group was also wearing a space hat. And I remember we were just like, yep. it was extremely hot. I remember sweating so hard. It was <laughs> yeah, hot. It was, it was an open
5: field. Yeah. It was,
2: gross. it was a gross day to be alive,
6: yeah. Uh, but yeah. It, was, it was cool. We had a blast. How did, yeah. did, how did you guys
1: like performing? Did you perform with each other?
4: Dude, I
6: wish uh,
1: no we oh. should have.
7: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was,
4: was saying you guys should have a song together I, I put that out there on <laughs> the, in the in the yeah. universe and I'm hoping it comes true there's
7: That's definitely cool. gonna be some jamming someday <laughs> oh, oh yeah.
6: yeah I mean we've been on the same I feel like we passed each you know, all, all these musicians and bands you know we passed each other on all these crossroads of music festivals and gigs across the country and I feel like for a while we were following you guys around. So we saw your name on posters as we were getting to venues. That's always fun. So.
5: Right, right. I, th- my favorite part of that, though, honestly, the show was great, but we ended up in the same hotel the next morning. If I remember <laughs> yeah, correctly, we we're, right. we're having like, you know, continental yogurt and stuff and, <laughs> and just like just like shooting the, yeah and dry oatmeal Sonny, and we're shooting the breeze like the conversations that we were having at that point would just be unimaginable now like we're just talking about how like oh i had this show and this tour and we were just over there and we'll say hi to them and like yeah. we haven't been doing that stuff for two years now you know
6: the collab is gonna happen it's mm-hmm. definitely it'll be oh, yeah. territory we have to come yeah. up with a name though
2: Right, yeah, we'll figure it out.
7: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I suggest gangsta dental. There yeah. we go, <laughs> there we go, nailed it <laughs> better
2: than axe to grass, I guess. grass. Yeah, it was not gonna be as
4: good, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this is so cool. Thank you so much, all, for, for having this moment, and and uh, uh, especially a, a big thank you to Sav and Katie from the accidentals. Um, oh, great yeah. time Thanks. spending with you guys and um hope to see you play around here again soon. Like I said, we gotta make the uh the, the Earth Day special happen here.
6: Definitely gotta now. make that that's happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All we our could, songs we talk about stars. I know a couple people. We could uh, that's
4: true. That is true. We
1: could do. No, thank you guys so much. Like honestly, that was fantastic. My daughter heard that playing downstairs, she's like, What is that? Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. serious. So, like fantastic. Thank you guys yes. so much. Yes, yes.
4: Thanks, thank you very, very much. Good to
1: see you guys. Good to see you.
8: I That's didn't the- want to see. I didn't want to see them go. That was. I know. <laughs> yeah, I wanted more of the cello.
4: And yes, definitely.
8: So
4: wait, we gotta we gotta hype it
1: back up. We're- That's okay, right. Yeah. We got yeah! it. Have- grass is here. Yeah, in the house. Wait, I think What's we have up? another serious. We ready?
3: Yo, was making fun of me for my
4: space hat. That's not cool. No, oh, it was love. It was love. Yeah, it is. I it was, know
5: it you guys can genuine.
4: genuine-
1: Phil, let me do the intro quick, and then I'll let you take it. I think For you're those frozen. who are not familiar, Gangs of Grass is toured internationally, blowing minds on stages from South by Southwest, to Gray Fox Bluegrass Festival, with a uh, live act taking full advantage of improvised, improvising, improv I can't say. <laughs> 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 <Improvisatory>. <laughs> we make stuff up.
7: That's, That's right. a long word. It's a long Improvisatory. word. Improvisatory?
4: Improvisation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's going for. I'm gonna let him go. Improvisational. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> the improvisational aspects of both hip hop and bluegrass. Thank you guys.
7: That's a long one. It's got six cylinders.
1: I saw the word in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> improvisational. Um, I'm glad that you guys allowed me to be a little improvisational on that one. Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good. I'm gonna bring our son back in for, for all different areas to join us now. Yeah,
7: okay. I wish I wish we could be sitting next to each other so we could play some music like the accidentals could. Yeah, but, uh, you're going to have to come see us at the show, see what it's like for banjo player, fiddle player, and some hip-hop MCs to be collaborating. It's like nothing you've seen before.
4: A hundred percent. Yeah. It's a Thursday night. It's a great night to go out and see a show. Uh, the, the venue is awesome. So, uh, uh, and and I'll be down there with, I got, I got a bunch of different people going, so you can join us for the party. And um, uh, I saw... You guys play at Music Fest in 2015, I believe it was, nice. and it was one of those just like the Accidental's. But the, these Music Fest moments happen where you're walking around and there's a tent and there's something going on, and you go in and you just simply join the fun. And um, your sound is absolutely infectious, and it has been for since the beginning.
5: <laughs> oh, thank
4: you. Yeah, Music Fest is one of the one of our favorite experiences. We played it. I don't know. I don't know how many times we've
2: played
5: Music Fest <laughs> at this point, but it's a blast it is mm-hmm. it is
4: it's a it's a special couple of days and and it, it i think you're the type of sound that's like you know the perfect thing to happen because it's stuff that you wouldn't expect and uh, and it just takes you for a ride and, and it's just absolutely incredible love every yeah. minute of it
7: i want to thank music fest uh, i think well, maybe the last time we were there we uh, we were playing on the same stage as Buckwheat Zydeco so we got wow. to see a Buckwheat God. Zydeco set before he passed and we were backstage for that that was amazing that's yep. incredible Again, yeah, that played. would have been a
4: sweet collaboration.
7: We too. played, yeah. and
4: then they
5: played, and then the power went out. Like they, they <laughs> yeah. killed it; they absolutely <laughs> killed it. They, yeah. they blew it. a transformer. Yeah. It was—if you've never seen that kind of accordion <clears> playing, <throat> oh my god! It was—it was. They could have powered the stage off of that off of that Zydaco rhythm. Oh, they they are. you guys—you like, must tremendous.
1: feed off energy from the crowd. Like, just your music just feels like that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it makes people move. You, you guys are feeling up so. For you to get in front of people is is super important. How has it been for you the last couple of years? I know difficult, but how yeah. do, have you been able to to continue to create and 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 uh, look toward the future?
9: Uh, we did a lot of planning. Uh, we did <clears throat> a lot of Zoom stuff, um, and then once we all got vaccinated, we kind of coordinated through a system of testing and making sure we were all safe to get into the studio, sure, um, and for practices and stuff, but the big thing was that not being able to do shows. And so we had to like, you know, find other ways to connect with our audience online. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: And when we got the live shows going again, you know, we really wanted to dip a toe in gradually just to, just to take it easy. Cause we weren't sure how it was going to go. So we decided to go on America's got talent. You know, it's our easy first step. Uh, yeah. A-
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was
9: that's really monster. our, that was really <laughs> our first time in front of an audience since like to, lockdown yeah. started. Right. So, That's it's awesome. a year and a half. It's the yeah. best way, yeah. I think.
4: Yeah. You rip the band-aid right Yeah, off. you jump right yeah. in the yeah. deep end.
9: <laughs> right. Yeah.
4: Um, and the 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 audience reaction to when like it the, the song you play on that very first one is so cool because it was obviously geniusly selected in that it starts out as more bluegrassy and then the beat hits and everyone's mm-hmm. like, Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's the best part of the music okay well no more questions two minutes can change your life on this show good luck thank you
3: Of a molehill, no oh. The show skills are so ill. After a scene, then all of you need to be quarantined. The road in the rhyme. We in the samurai code, but we don't take orders from the Shogun. Like a slave on a lamb, so I'm writing freedom songs for the sake of
9: my family. Hold the bubble out the woods with the shiners. Open up your tapping, go some start over your cider. I got a heap it helping up to beat for you riders Chopping your assignments, allow me to oblige you. Write a million pages,
0: trap and keep it in the binder. Painting the picture over pristine Primer. Running with a shovel,
9: chasing rabbits out the briar. Double up your trouble, throwing fuel on the fire. Yo.
7: Super fun. Um, it was just it was great to be playing together again because we hadn't in a while and it's a it's a fun experience to be on the show, to be around a bunch of other talented acts, and um, everybody's pretty like, you know, it's it's all supportive and positive. Um, which was something that we definitely talked about going into the show and making sure that we were going on into a place that wasn't about, you know, really, like, ragging on each other or putting people down, and and turned out to be true. Everybody was, everybody was cheering each other on. Terry Crews was amazing to me, <laughs> loved him. That was awesome.
5: It was great. It was honestly, it was as good as it looks. <laughs> That's so um, cool. The hardest part was keeping what we do secret
9: from, like, any of the people on the host like none of them knew what was going to happen oh yeah, cool. All, like, very cool like all like, the all producers cool. knew but they but we just yeah they were and like, don't all the tell interviews,
5: them anything in the interviews we had to be like we are gangsta grass and we are a band <laughs> we play <laughs> music yeah and even if you
1: explained it it's not like they would really understand it no sir well yeah scary, the, right? well the
9: problem is that if you try to describe what we do right. it doesn't sound like what we do no. So we just opted not to describe it at all, so that they could <laughs> just see it in its full glory, you know.
4: For sure, way. for yeah. sure. So why don't we start there? Dropping the lyrics. There was uh, Dolio the Sleuth. Dolio, you want to introduce yourself?
9: Yeah, I'm, I'm Dolio the Sleuth. I currently I've been living in Philly for the past 16 years. Um, I'm originally from Pensacola, Florida. I've been down, rocking with some of these cats for. Real like a good couple decades
4: really (laughs) but uh our son the other lyrics
3: a little loud up in here like i said man i'm at my son's uh last football game of the season it's your man our son the voice of reason holding down in philly Uh, i'm one of the MCs, um and i carry my own stuff
4: (laughs) (laughs) also philly philly based yeah man Um, philly and all things at all times uh, Dan Whitler, Danjo, affectionately known, and uh, not getting much sleep these days, I believe, correct?
5: No, sir. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> nope, I, I recently became a father uh September of 2020. And that has been a wild ride on top of the kid. You know what? You. Honestly, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't doing anything else. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like all my shows were canceled. <laughs> and, you know, I mean. But
1: now's a great time. It is.
5: Yep. It is. Yeah, no, it's
4: been wonderful. It's been really, really nice. Absolutely, absolutely. And then uh, I, I keep hearing it uh, refer- referenced this way: the mastermind wrench. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I I carry my own stuff too. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, but uh, again, it, you know, it, we're already into it. But welcome, and thank you so much that's for cute. spending time with us tonight. And thank you to Sleeves, uh, manager of the band, and uh, for arranging all of this. It's been mm-hmm. uh, it's it been great to to work together on all this.
7: Thanks for having us. This is a very cool show. And the accidentals we get to see again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, uh, but wrench, if you don't mind, um, maybe take us back to the beginning of, of where you get this idea. From what I heard, it was recordings of uh, Ralph Stanley and the Clinch Mountain Boys. Is that
7: correct? That was definitely what I was listening to uh, early the early 2000s when I, I had the idea. I was already making like, different kinds of country and hip-hop combinations. But when I was listening to the, the Clinch Mountain Boy stuff... Uh, I was thinking, yeah, what, let's try bluegrass with some rappers. And the first thing I thought was, well, it would be called gangsta grass. And so uh, then I just had to had to try it out, and uh, I, I started out, but just by sampling a bunch of Ralph Stanley, Bill Monroe, early blue stuff, sure, and uh, and then putting uh, putting hip hop acapellas over it from people that I'd worked with. Um, but I just that just took off people liked it so much i said i got i got to get a band together to do this and in that
4: beginning phases you were just putting out free downloads out there and it just took off
7: yeah so first the first cake uh, express album was uh, just a, a free download just say hey check it out what do you think That's,
4: yeah and then if i again correct me if i'm wrong on on the co- the chronology here but then fx network reaches out and says we want a song for the show justified
7: yeah i got a call out of the blue because they'd heard that. Uh, that's going to be an house. awesome phone call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, we're looking for the guy that did Gangsta Grass. And I said, uh, that's me. And uh, they had me uh, do something to, to be the theme song on uh, on this new show. And luckily for me, it was a fun show. I liked it.
4: It's a great show. It's a great show. And it's a gr- it's perfect opening mu- lyrics and music for it. And it just got another season, didn't it?
7: Yeah, they're doing a new, uh, like a series. Uh, <laughs> got it. Of it. Yeah. So there
4: should be a new Gangsta Grass song to, to uh, you know, lay down underneath it. There should. <laughs> so
1: how do you guys find each other? Is it like a Craigslist <clears throat> ad? Like, well, I'm just yes. saying, like, it's crazy. Yes. <laughs> no one ever guesses
5: that. They right. found <laughs> me on Craigslist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it how yeah, That is, that is <laughs> in fact,
5: how we found Dan Joe. Yeah. You- <laughs> are you <laughs> yeah. kidding? Yeah. Really, Craigslist?
1: George no, yeah. nailed it.
5: No joke. No joke. Yeah. They, it they was in the, the couple's seeking. You mustard. won the tickets, oh, George. What are we
1: but that's wild because it, it is like I, I just I'm thinking of a place where you would all meet, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I I met, know, it's so wild.
9: Yeah, I met Wrench accidentally. Um, the accidentals, uh, well, I met him accidentally <laughs> when I when I first <laughs> when I first moved to when I first moved to New York, like maybe like the week after I moved there, I went to see a show and he was in the audience of that show and I was in the audience of that show. But somebody recognized me in the audience as a DJ and asked if I would scratch over the band that was on the stage after much haggling and convinced they convinced me to do it. So I got up on the turntables and then after the show, Ranch approached me like. (laughs) (laughs) I have a proposition,
7: you know, that type of thing.
4: And that is you know, is that the, the Rappalachia album was coming out at that
7: time? <laughs> no, this is way before that. We were starting before a that, okay. a, uh, a honky tonk hip-hop band called B Star that we did yeah. before Gangsta Grass. Oh I was gotcha. going way back.
9: Gotcha. Yeah, and he was looking for a new a new turntable and um mm-hmm. I came that and then eventually he discovered that I also rapped. <laughs> right. And then later on, <laughs> I'll like, give this guy some verses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um <laughs> so then when Gangsta Grass came around, I, I featured that more.
1: Could you kind of walk through maybe your roles, like who handles what? Does Does Wrench start it out with something, or do you guys come to the table with different things when, when you're starting a song?
7: Well, I I capture the the uh, the flying sharks and <laughs> implant their uh, laser eye beams uh, <laughs> to help us out with stuff.
9: <laughs> yeah, we we um it, it all. Every track starts a different way, really. Cause we That's all, cool. we all contribute to the writing and the creative of it. Um, so, oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> so sometimes I might, one of us might come with a verse. Somebody might come with a lick. wrench uh, might come with a drum, a drum beat or something that that he put together. And, and they all just, sometimes we just sit around the fire or whatever, just jamming out until something hits. And then later on, we just keep working on it, you know, or we or we might just have a concept that we want to write about. Sure, And we just all put pen to pad and, and do what we're going to do. But and then after a while, we, we have, you know, it's it starts out rough and then we just continue to polish it until it's ready to show.
4: Yeah. And concept often, um, and I really admire this, um, there's a lot of desire to try and tear down any of those stigmas around whether it's skin color or who should listen to what kind of music. And I think that's a beautiful part about all of this. I know that's a big part of what you guys try and bring. Oh yeah. Yep.
8: Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> the funny thing the funny thing about mic that, dropping at the moment, sorry.
5: <laughs> the funny thing about that though, I think is that it wasn't I would say it wasn't really started with that intention in mind, right? Sure. Like mm-hmm. it it's yeah. something that's really developed as we've done it, I think just out of a what started out of just like a an interesting musical concept. Like mm-hmm. that would be fun. And mm-hmm. an interesting sounding. And then let's bring the people together to do that. But in in that process, I think we've really, like learned a lot. And we've really seen, you know, sort of become part of this, this push to, to bring down the barriers, mm-hmm. um, just just
4: because of what we do. It's like yeah. the only way we can do it.
5: You know, I think yeah.
4: there's something if you don't live in a world that has those barriers, you get shocked by someone else who puts them up. I think that might be what's happening is you guys were just making good music and you didn't realize it was going to run into this opposition. And I think that's probably why it evolved into that, mm-hmm. because it's like, well, why would you think that way or whatever? And it's just a shocker for somebody when when you're not wired that way. And it, it's it's something that's that we have to keep pushing against because it's not helping us. Yeah, yeah. I've,
7: I've also learned a lot myself in the in the past 10 years of doing it. Um, discovering some of the history of those divisions that mm-hmm. I didn't even know when I started out. I was just thought it would be cool to combine these two things. Sure. Um, and in the process, started learning about the music history of the labels. Um, you know, initially categorizing Southern music into, sure. into race music and hillbilly music, and putting up all of these um, sort of artificial genres to it. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I've been discovering along the way. So I've had my mind blown just by looking into the roots of what we're doing.
4: Mm-hmm, yeah. For sure and, 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 and go ahead earlier.
9: And, and a lot of it kind of became more it came, became more obvious to us once we started doing stuff overseas because those barriers don't exist over there agreed right They just yeah. see a bunch of Americans right And there's even like if you really
4: want to get into the history, the banjo started in Africa and was yeah, brought absolutely. to the United States with, from the slaves and so like it actually should go together. Um, And I think our son talked about this in one of the interviews I read where both of those genres um, are very much in a freestyling, you know, like you're you're playing in the moment. And so whether that is rap or whether that is bluegrass, it's supposed to be this very you know uh you're giving nonverbal communication to your band members and so on and so forth and it like it it absolutely goes together it absolutely yeah. should be this way yeah
5: and you look at the people creating the music and the stories and the subject matter and the the as you say like the way that the music is made and created you know it's all very democratic and and um sort of there's a there's a common denominator of of it's accessible um and, and it just gets back to like the things that make it seem like it's different or separate. Those things are really the artificial things. And sure. we're, we're not we're not trying to say like, wow, these things actually go together. We're really end up saying like, of course, they go together. Right, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you were saying, George, like it's it is a little bit out there. What's nice. We see these conversations start to have to happen more and more in the mainstream now. But it'll be a little confusing to us because we'll look around and go like, Oh, you guys found out about this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, we've known about that. We've well, yes, been doing this for a day.
1: Yes, but but guy, it's yeah. great.
5: It's great, but it's a little bit like, all right, all right, welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah. And, and and and
9: we've done a lot of of, of legwork in in putting like just putting establishing a domain that, that that lets people know that this is indeed folk music. Sure. sure. Yeah. You know, hip hop yeah. is folk music.
3: Hip hop is folk music. Yep.
9: Mm-hmm. So when you take, you know, different types of folk music and combine them, it just, it just, it just works. I, I have a question
1: just about a fandom, you know, do you guys find it interesting to, to maybe catch a country fan listening and they're like, what is this? I really enjoy it. And then kind of <laughs> see their progression of getting into what you do. Cause yeah. You yeah. Have oh, be yeah. Be people, people in from genre. Right? You can, you can see oh, yeah. them
9: going through all of the, the seven stages of gangster Grass. Them, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're like the first stage is huh yeah. second stage is oh,
0: oh <laughs> third stage is ah yeah.
9: <laughs> you know and it, it eventually just comes out to where it eventually progresses to them becoming an evangelist
4: that's so true <laughs> again back to like the america's got talent video if you go back and watch that they make big all of those faces dolio just made <laughs> they,
5: do. they do and then we have the people that come out that are just like yeah i I don't like country and I don't like hip hop. But I like what you guys are doing. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens. It happens more often than you'd think. It's it's very yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. And I'm really glad that the accidentals were on earlier talking about the fam grove because you know that's right. one of the things that we do is especially in the last few years, is we've built up a bunch of of infrastructure. Like, yeah, yep. on our on our website, you know, we've got these we do these kind of live stream things uh, you know, weekly. Um, where we try to reach out to people and just have a presence. And then we've also created it, not exactly Patreon, but it's a very similar thing in um, sure. you know, our own program, which we call Barnstormers. Um, and that's, you know, very much like Patreon. It's a way for people to connect with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we're just constantly trying to figure out new innovative ways to take our new innovative music, you know, <laughs> and get it to people.
4: Definitely. Yeah, we were definitely, I wanted you guys to, to spend some time on the Barnstormers, because again, it's something where, uh, that should be a way that, uh, you know, a, a fan, a person who that music speaks to is able to connect with that band and and support them in a way that goes directly to them. Um, mm-hmm. So again, this is just yet another way to almost, uh, it's probably too simplified to call it a subscription to the band, but that might be mm-hmm. the simplest way to describe it. Is, yeah, that's it yeah. yeah, that's not and, bad. Yeah,
7: you know, We have a lot going on all the time in terms of uh, things that are going on behind the scenes or stuff that we're working on that's not out yet. Right. Um, so we have a lot to share for people that are supporting us, and so this is a this is a really cool club. I, I like the fact that we have an outlet to to share with the the, the real the real hardcore fans can join sure. up um, for you know as you can see there four dollars a month for the basic level to to get some of this behind the scenes stuff. Uh, right now they've got access to that original uh, free download uh, Gangsta Grass album that's no longer available. They've got access to a uh, hip hop uh, covers mixtape that we did uh last year that has not all been released yet so there's exclusive stuff there and behind the scenes uh looks at our recent studio sessions all kinds of stuff like that
5: uh it's when when people are asking the important question about about like spotify for instance is well how do we support musicians and i think i think that's really at the heart of a lot of it and it's this sort of thing you know we just want people to be able to if they want to support us to have as much of that go to us as as can
1: Yeah, And I think you can think about it, too, in a way, like, let's be honest, how many subscription things do we have right now that we don't need? And what's $4 (laughs) a month, a cup of coffee? I mean, that's that's half a cup of coffee at Starbucks.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. yeah, and I like, like you said, it, it gives you access. It gives you, you know, you're going well, mean, to get access more to more stuff than anything, that
1: it's, it's supportive. Is exclusive. Like it's directly, you're saying I'm making a direct commitment to something I care about.
4: And I think other ways to support the artist is, is to buy the merch straight off the website, right? Like either vinyl or T-shirts or, and again, show up to the concerts so that, you know, more venues book you and so on and so forth. So um, those are some other ways to make sure mm-hmm. that they're supporting what yeah. you guys are doing.
7: Get those tickets for Brooklyn Bowl Philly there you go and if you
5: show up if you show up to the show you will meet and get acquainted with our wonderful manager sleeves yeah uh, because she will sell you the merch (laughs) you may think that you are not going to buy merch i don't know why you (laughs) think that Um, right sleeves is going to sell
4: it to you one way or another yeah yeah Uh, any any new merch or anything else sleeves you want to promote
8: there yeah, we got some amazing uh we have this whole new album that came out in 2020 that we're just now touring <laughs> on. <It's still laughs> new. Uh, that hit number 1 on the Billboard yep. Bluegrass chart. No time we for had, enemies, right? Yeah, <laughs> no time oh, for enemies. We have no time for enemies. Hoodies. We yeah. have the vinyl which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I
1: just got Phil in the vinyl.
4: Yep. I buy right. vinyl of who I interview, and so I bought the one that's rappalachia on the one side, mm-hmm. and then the Wrench music on the other side. Yeah, I yes, thought that Yank was super cool. Wrench
8: versus Wrench. Yeah. yeah, that is a great one. Yeah, go come and check cool. out these
7: hats. These hats are sweet. You yeah. know, check out these yeah. hats. Yeah. The, the trucker hats have been
5: yeah. The trucker hats have been flying. Oh, definitely. Years. We actually <laughs> have a lot, a lot of vinyl. I want to point out sir. we have a we have a bunch of different vinyl. Um, we really we really get into that. We're you know we're proud of our albums. And sure. uh, and we we press as many as we can. You know what we should do sleeves. We should take a picture of our full merch table,
0: <gasps> and then
5: like put it up and and embed little little hyperlinks so you can click on each of the items. Because our merch table, you you have to just imagine our merch table. Like, come to our show, get a ticket, and come to the show. And and yes, the show is great. We're very good at music. <laughs> blah blah blah. But check out the merch. But table, the merch table is a work it's of so, art. It's so it's <laughs> triumphant.
8: Really? that's really a great idea danjo how do you feel like I, <laughs> how do you guys
1: feel um it's going to be when you're back out at full strength and full strength i, I guess i mean as much as it could have been before 2020 hit. Uh, do you feel like people are, are are more thirsty than ever for these, because I am, just to go to a show and, and to be a part of something? I, I just feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm searching it yeah. out. So People are just happy <laughs> to
5: be out of the house, man. Mm-hmm. I think, I think including the, us. The top of my head is just going to be on fire. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. And we should mention, uh, Sleeves and I were talking about this earlier. This is a show that is, you have to be vaccinated to be in and you have to be wearing a mask unless you're eating or drinking. So if anybody has concerns about you know the safety of it. This is as safe as you can make it in an indoor venue. So um, kudos to Brooklyn Bowl for taking those steps and for the city of Philadelphia, whatever. Um, so just wanted to mention that the Philly show is fully vaxxed and masked show. So people can feel at least that whatever safety we can get from that.
8: Thank you for pointing that out, Philip. I've been super impressed in working with the venue uh mm-hmm. brooklyn bowl philly in particular a lot of the venues are really serious about this and we appreciate sure. it brooklyn bowl philly has been the most serious of all they are you know they're like okay you know send us your vaccination cards and you know here's here's the policy make sure that you're agreeing to it we are not kidding and we just as 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 performers as people with families and yep. young children and elders mm-hmm. and and people who care about our fans a lot that yep. is so important we so appreciate they that they're doing that that they're going yeah i was super pumped about that
4: that as well um uh, our son would you mind also talking i heard you on like when you were promoting the tour the tour starts in two days right it's on the the third and then you mentioned the philly show in particular not that you're going to give any spoilers but i heard there's something special that night that people should maybe want to make sure they're down there for
3: i'm so excited about this when uh they, they asked us about if we had any ideas for an opener the only person that popped into my mind was uh, a cat named Reef the Lost Cause. Um, Reef is a hes a Philly dude that I've been doing work with, that I've done work with for almost 20 years now. And I came back from Penn State and I met him. And this guy blew my mind. Like From the, fir- from the first second of his sound check, my mind was blown. I was like, all right, this dude is something else. And over the last 20 years, man, this guy has just done nothing but Put out amazing, amazing hip hop records. Um, He's extraordinarily talented, and one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. Um, Unless you have the misfortune to have to battle him,
0: Um, and
3: I've (laughs) I've seen it happen. I've seen him destroy cats. I've seen him end careers, and it's it is marvelous. and 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 terrible at the same time and he puts on <laughs> such a great show his energy is fantastic him and his dj uh Caliph now the, the two of them together have been making just amazing amazing hip-hop music their shows are lots and lots of fun and when they asked us if we had any ideas that was the only thing that popped into my, into my mind and i'm so glad we were able to make it happen um and the the idea of introducing um, you know, having done this for the last 10 years, I've been introduced to a lot of really, really dope uh, bluegrass acts and folk acts and all kinds of stuff like that. And the ability, the, the idea to introduce a lot of our bluegrass and Americana and folk fans that that's what they're sort of about to some amazingly quality hip hop. That awesome. makes me very, very happy. Awesome. It makes me extraordinarily happy. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a night to remember, man. This guy's gonna. We always tell people that opening up for Gangster Grass is a difficult thing to do.
0: <laughs>
3: Reef is in that category of yeah. people that are difficult to open for, and so um, we're gonna we're definitely gonna have to go full full tilt to to to, to match his energy and just what he brings live to a show and that's i can't awesome. wait for it i cannot wait for it it's
9: gonna be awesome
3: yeah
4: that's tremendous so yeah you're saying like he's gonna set the bar very high and then obviously well, you guys gonna set come.
3: the bar very very high
9: yeah, reef reef is a certified beast I've, I've seen him open for 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 like for for basically i've seen him open for legendary hip-hop artists sure. and, and and reef is in a in a category of his own he's a legend in these streets, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. As awesome. far as battles, battle MC, he's been he's he's lethal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but and, as and a White show Sh- as a showman, he's just on yeah. on top of it, his yeah. game.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, you, it's
9: gonna
3: be a good good time.
1: Wait, can the we though that our son went from his son flag football game to driving home on the highway.
5: Don't pay attention to continuity. He's
1: now, he's that now dude is
5: committed in an,
1: an amazing um, <laughs> setup. That I, I look like I'm jealous. of. This is a nightmare, dog. I know. I just appreciate all of the the different spaces you've been for this whole interview. <laughs>
3: oh this, this that that's the hustle, man. Like when 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 you that's know, as right. a single dad, I'm just running. I'm running right. all the time, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. my little segment of the house with all my toys and my records, and you know, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's, a, it's a constant,
4: constant movement,
3: like you know. Stuff well, you have a,
4: cool. a, a a passion for uh, comic books, and and actually have the the shop too, right?
3: Yeah, I work at a uh, shop down in uh, Kensington, in Philly, called Amalgam Comics. Um, shout out to my whole Amalgam team. They, uh, the owner. Uh, ariel Johnson. She's the first black woman on the East Coast to open our own comic book store. And it's that's fun, excellent. uh being there. Um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the things. We're nerds. Has I'm been
0: nerds.
3: Love been it. One <laughs> of the things that made this really easy for me, like, you know, just kind of diving into a lot of the bluegrass and stuff. Um, number one, I came up with a lot of country music. My dad, my mom, and my dad were. You know, my dad was a big country music fan, and he put me on to a lot of Jolly Parton. And my dad, yo, my dad is the biggest Kenny Rogers fan I've ever met, right? Yo, he put me on to the Gambler, and I was like, "What is this?" Yo, I know know the whole, I know the whole joint. I can sing the Gambler right now. But um, so, so the, the the music was real easy to dive into. I'm a, you know, obviously I'm a nerd, but I'm a sports guy too. So it was easy for me to just sort of dive into worlds and just kind of get it right. Yep. So when, when this whole thing happened and when uh wrench approached me, Dolio told me about it and wrench approached me, but I was like, all right, cool. Like it wasn't even the thing. And so my hope is that in doing this, we're making it a lot easier for other people to just sort of, you know to just like all right well this is my thing i'm going to put on some some unspoken herd and then i'm going to put on some some john prine you know what i'm saying and just sort of bounce within whatever world you want to you want to you want to bounce in um because the easier you do that the easier you can you know bounce in those worlds and connect with people and music makes yeah. it makes it very easy for people to connect you know, I uh, think 100%. a prime
1: example of that is how much respect you guys and the accidentals have for each other. And if, if any person who didn't have any knowledge of it heard each band, they they couldn't be different, right? But the fact that you guys appreciate so much and, and even want to maybe collaborate at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Well, that's why I put out on Twitter that these are genre-defiant artists who really just should be called excellent. Like, you know, <laughs> there's no reason to put them into That's a our genre. Like, that is our yeah, genre. Yeah. It's the excellent genre. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You think put that on Spotify. Be, put it on the excellent category. Yeah.
1: Genres at some point. But we get so – like, wh- why do we even look – I don't know. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, like, we, we uh, you know, so excited that you guys are, are getting back out there. So excited to talk to you, to be honest. You spent so much time with us tonight. Uh, I appreciate that. And we're looking forward to you guys coming back to Bethlehem, like. Um,
4: so George, uh, we're, we weren't able to pull up that other. Uh, oh, I can um, bring anything up. What? It was that I thought it might be nice to maybe go out with some of their live stuff that we could just let play no. and really kind of entice people to come on and 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 join the shows. <laughs>
3: I'm going out like Judge Dredd What was in your head when you made those choices? I can only hope that you were played by voices When you made the decision not to listen To the one that was on your side When you started to slide Mama brought you back home She had been broken down to the bone Cause you had been gone so long I was the one every day that wiped away her tears Cause you was gone for years And ain't nobody would hear a word from you I was worried about you, dude, and you showed up one day and mama's heart got put back together. And I was back to bad weather because you disappeared again and mama's all smashed. And I'm the one that's got to put the
10: heart back together with the little slip of the glass. And I don't know if I'm capable of doing it. you time and you come back out that door.
9: By the strongest when I left the home I haven't been to in the longest. Let a life by the sword, forced to fall upon it. The kites flew, there was nobody left to correspond with. Familiar faces either passed on a flip. So there wasn't much left for me to do except dip. Too many years lost off the lines of a snitch. Who so was either do a bit and up lying in a ditch? Now, Left to walk across the land as a mystery. Every new time, a new history. I turned my back on my past just to get to see a new day Reframe my identity to get to sleep at night But I need about a fifth at least The dirty deeds that I did just to
10: get to eat
9: Melancholy and emptiness The unseen consequence of the conditions of release
10: We found a man the other day Hanging from the CNA. His sentence was almost out in it.
1: To check them out on Spotify or wherever you listen. Buy their stuff is more yep. importantly, but check them out on Spotify or wherever, and then yep. uh make sure you do that. Become um, a barnstormer.
4: And- yes, yeah. and if you come
9: out to the show, make sure you stretch before mm-hmm. you show up because <laughs> you'll be we dancing. Don't, we don't need you pulling a hammy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All I ask is that if you decide you want to do this with us,
4: be dope.
1: <laughs> I, i'm looking forward to seeing you guys live i can't wait uh, yeah. and again
4: but uh but sleeves thank you so much for for setting all this up um wrench thank you for masterminding everything and, and can't Absolutely. wait to see the show Danjo dolio our son you guys are all tremendous um can't wait to see you live again and uh definitely like george said hopefully we can bring it all back to Be- to bethlehem at some point so we can mm-hmm. really get the lehigh valley fam out to see you guys most definitely yeah man yeah appreciate yeah, it.
1: man thanks awesome so much. all right well all right, phil let's say goodbye to everybody
4: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lehigh Valley with Love Music. We once again would like to thank our guests Sav and Katie from The Accidentals, as well as Wrench, Danjo, Dolio the Sleuth, our son the Voice of Reason, and Sleeves from Gangsta Grass for spending time with us. We wish them all safe travels in their upcoming tours, and congrats to our winners of merch and tickets. If you didn't win, please purchase tickets for The Gangsta Grass Show over at Brooklyn Bowl Philly on Thursday, February the 17th. I'll be down there with a the large crew and would love to see you join us. There are links. In the show notes to all the band's uh, websites, uh, Spotify channels, YouTube channels, as well as the the organizations that we reference that they promote and support. Please check them all out and follow them on the socials, subscribe to their content, and make sure you do check them out when they perform live in your area. Uh, tune in next month on Tuesday, March the 1st at 6 p.m. when we interview Tioga the Band and Freak Bass. Very excited for that. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube and like us on Facebook so you can get the reminders and the alerts that we're going to be going live remember that we do have some great stuff planned for the months coming up as well as the summertime and certainly for music fest 2022 lehigh valley with love is sponsored by artsquest Michael Bernadin with Howard Schaefer & Associates, Remax Realty, hashtag Find Mike, and Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub. If anyone would like to sponsor our show, there are now opportunities to do so for either just the music content or for the entire Lehigh Valley with Love Media enterprise. Hit us up on the email or DM us on the social media platforms. And even if you are a musician who would like to be on the show, reach out for that as well. Once again, my sincere gratitude to Carver Commodore, Argonaut and Wasp, and Blair Crimmins for the opportunity to use their music in the show open, the transitions, and here at the close means the world to me. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great rest of February, that you join us for Gangsta Grass on 217, or a different live show soon. It's
7: all over now.